0: The following is an Encore presentation of License to Parent.
1: If I said that I knew what the perfect gift was you could give your child for their next birthday, you'd want to know what it was, right? Well, let me tell you about this gift. It does cost a little, has a little investment to it, But it's more valuable than the latest gadget that they probably want. It's a gift that can improve their life now and in the future. This gift is unlike most gifts that you know of. And this gift is the blessing. You might ask, exactly what is the blessing? Well, you'll find out next on Licensed to Parent. Hi, I'm Michelle Hill, and I'm glad you've joined us for another episode of Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Shepherds Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens. Our host is the founder and executive director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. Trace is also the author of The Miracles of Shepherds Hill, an Extraordinary Odyssey of Divine Interventions, which is available in paperback and on Kindle from Amazon. Our goal and Licensed to Parent is to take what we're learning each day at Shepherds Hill and share it with you so that you can be better prepared to raise your your kids in a way that honors God. And so you won't need a residential facility down the road. And that's what we're doing today. You know, Trace, so often we hear people attribute their success in life to their childhood. Mm -hmm. Or in some cases, it's the opposite. They'll blame their childhood for their failure in life.
2: Right.
1: What do you think? Does one's childhood necessarily guarantee success or failure as an adult? Well,
2: Michelle, I'd say that one's childhood often sets the stage for the trajectory that junior's life is likely to go in as an adult. But even good and godly parents aren't always the final determining factor as to whether a child will actually become a success or a failure as an adult. But boy, does it have a lot of influence. Uh, Hallelujah to the fact that there's a a much higher and better influence available to our kids that even us as their earthly parents, um, we bless our kids most, I think. Uh, by God's grace when when we model the love and acceptance that our Heavenly Father has mm. toward us and, and then direct our kids toward a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I mean, none of us are going to do this perfectly. Uh, we've got to remember that our Heavenly Father was the only perfect parent that ever existed, and look what his first two kids did. Mm. Uh, so w- we can't beat ourselves up too much for, for not being perfect parents. I mean, after all, there is this thing called free will, and without free will— To accept someone or reject someone, uh, genuine love really can't exist at all. Hmm. Uh, But I'll shut up and let today's guest (laughs) elaborate on what the blessing uh, that he has so wisely written about actually is and how we can pass it on to our posterity.
1: Well, Trace, our guest today is John Trent, who is founder and president of Strong Families, and he claims to have the best job in the world. He writes, he speaks, and he trains others to create cultures of blessing in their homes, their workplaces, their ministries, and basically around the world. In fact, John's written over 30 books, and we're going to talk to him today about his award-winning book called The Blessing.
2: Well, John, please forgive me for not having you on before today. I don't know how that happened, but it's uh, been long overdue. Welcome to Licensed to Parent. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well hey you've you've had so many great guests, and just just what you get to share and uh just the fact that I get to jump in today is a tremendous honor and Of course, you and I trace got to hang out in Atlanta with a bunch of people that um are you know committed to making a an impact on the family and really the best job in the planet i I don't know how I left out that <laughs> you know I've got you know a wonderful wife and two uh wonderful daughters and we're just totally imperfect and messed up like everybody else. And our story (laughs) of blessing is as well. Um, but, but man, what a, what an honor to get to do what we all do. I, Trace, I had a seminary professor, a guy named Howard Hendricks, that was just a, the reason I really went into family ministry when I, uh, a long time ago, just a great guy. Um, but you know, he always said the greatest tool for evangelism you have is a home uh, with a you know, uh, distinctively Christian home. Mm-hmm. and and, sure. uh, and he true. said the same thing chuck colson who's a buddy of mine said which was man if you have one person in your life that's crazy about you <laughs> you just need mm-hmm. you know the lord to put that one person in your life uh, with even one man it can, you're right it can change the director of your life as they point him to, towards the lord so we'll get to talk about that today yeah. that's great
2: no that. doubt but the honor is all ours believe me and uh, it's been over thirty years, I think, uh, since the the first publication of your book, The Blessing, <laughs> and a lot has changed in America. I mean, a lot of you know the the perspective on on life and our worldview as a as a you know as a corporate whole, a uh, citizenry has has changed tremendously. Has there been any adjustments or revisions to the book since it was first published?
3: Well, it's actually. Uh you know i'm so old, uh but it's actually been out for forty years and um it's uh, wow, okay. it, it's it's now in its uh fifth revision, and actually, this last one, I wish we had carry on uh with us as well. we'll have to do that down the road because uh, yeah let's do story you know I grew up you know total mess, single parent uh home, my mom and dad divorced when I was two months old, I never met my dad till I was um <laughs> just before college, he was an angry alcoholic. I used to hate him. I didn't know Christ. Then I became a Christian, and I just intensely disliked him. Did, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, where you just oh, wallpaper over that thin veneer of, of uh, mm-hmm. uh, Christianese, and then I began to realize that I actually had a really great guy sit down with me and say, man, if you don't forgive your dad, you're going to um, you know the the word "luo," I was a Greek major at Dow Seminary because I got some bad advice and uh, major in greek but the, <laughs> uh, but the the literal word for forgiveness in Greek is "luo," and it means to untie the knot, so I grew up all tied up in knots and angry and and this one guy, this one christian ex Chico state offensive tackle, big six foot four uh, guy, was our young life leader. Have you all ever heard of young life? Yes. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like Shepherd's Hill, in the standpoint that you're you're sharing with kids now. I was you know kicked out of grade school. I was a total mess. I have a really smart twin brother who took one look at me and he did all the good things, <laughs> and I mm. went the other direction. Um,
2: Still but, teaching.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I'll never forget. You know, Doug Barham. Uh, he would invite a bunch of uh, the senior football guys over to his house for dinner, and it was the first time. I'd ever been in a home with a distinctively Christian uh, home. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Where you're sitting around mm-hmm. the table, and he had two young sons, and I would watch the way he treated my mom. Never remarried. God bless her. Wonderful, awesome mom. But we did, we didn't know the Lord. None of us did. And she was a rheumatoid arthritic and was sick and gone a bunch. And we were basically raising ourselves. And um, so mm-hmm. I'd never seen a dad, you know, treat his or a wife, though, you know, in such a Positive way, or hug his kids, and we're at the table, and you know we had to pray for the food. That was the first time I'd ever prayed in my life, and I grew—I had prayed, but it was like God, if you get me out of this one, you know, kind of a deal. And <laughs> yeah. um, but he goes, okay, boys. So picture there's like five of us, uh, football guys, and he. Um, He says, "Okay, I got to put the boys to bed. Come with me down the hall." And he picks up Andy and he picks up Mike. You know, which is you know like a five and a six year old. Walks down the whole hall with him in his arms, and he sits Mm -hmm. sets Mike down first. We always start with Andy. Andy's the oldest, and then he'd stand at the edge of the door, and he he'd uh, uh, and he prayed a blessing over him patted his little back and prayed that the lord would bless him and keep him as he slept and everything else and then he goes you ready and he goes yeah and he goes all right shadrach meshach and to bed we go you know and he throws <laughs> him up in the air and i didn't know the biblical humor then but um you know he throws him in the and he hits the bed and he does and i think he bounced off and hit the wall but what does a five-year-old do when somebody hugs him and, and you know, they were, runs back, and, you know, we had to throw him, and then we had to put Andy to bed. And then finally Loretta, his wife, comes down and goes, get out of here. You're waking these kids up. You know, you're keeping them up. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, I used to go every Sunday, every Sunday, I would trick the Barums into letting me, come to dinner with him, I'd bring my mower over to their house, and I'd mow their yard, and he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm oh, just mowing yards, you know, I thought I'd mow yours, <laughs> and he would never, you know, well, you do you need some money? Because we needed money, and, I get, and he goes, no, I, I go, no, you know, just, uh, no, I'm sorry, he goes, well, you want to come in to dinner, and so I would trick him into, and I got to walk into a home full of the blessings, so before I even go into wow. scripture, and I'll shut up, but um, that's really where um, I saw the blessing first was lived out in a, in a home full of love and acceptance.
1: So, John, I want to just break in right here and ask you, what was that like when you first heard that blessing over those little boys, when you were sitting there watching that? What did it do to you?
3: Michelle, I I can't even... You know, um, C.S. Lewis, in a wonderful little book he wrote called The Weight of Glory, Um, and what the weight of glory is for Lewis, he goes, it's not that we love God, it's that God loves us and that's what's so amazing, and he goes, the door on which we have been knocking all our life can be opened, and we are welcomed in, and I had that longing. I mean, I knew the things that I was doing. I was becoming my dad, and I didn't even know him, you know, and -hmm. and, and all of a sudden, man, I see and I hear words of blessing, and this is the kind of thing you do where you're at, you know, is is shepherds hill. all the time with people. You're having kids come in, and they've heard the curse. Um, now, the word blessing in Hebrew means to add weight, to add value, like adding a coin to a scale. It means to bow the knee because attitudinally they're so valuable. But most of them have come in, and they're, I mean, I used to be the exception. Now, you know, uh, there's so many broken kids, you know. But a lot of us get the curse, and the curse literally means in Hebrew, do you know what it means? It literally means to dam up the stream. Mm-hmm. so um you know all this instead of life-giving water going down they've had subtraction uh so when i heard that man it was like parched ground it really was you know just hearing words of blessing and and that's what made me want to say okay i'm gonna <laughs> i want to be around this family
2: sure you know i i, I love that story because i had a similar one i was a 21 year old uh, policeman and uh you know i i grew up in a dysfunctional abusive home two of them actually My, Father and mother were divorced, uh, but I had a sergeant that invited me over for lunch, and it, it wasn't that there was a ton of words spoken, but just the way they conducted their affairs over lunch, uh, it was it, it was it opened up a whole new world for me. I mean, they prayed over lunch as well, uh, but it was like, wh- where did this all come from? I mean, there, there's something <laughs> no, there's yeah. something here I just like. You know, it's, it, it, <laughs> it was a warm, fuzzy. That um, it, it's, it's it, well, you, you, you probably know, you, you experienced it, and uh, I, I, I sensed that, we called him Doc, he was a sergeant doctor, um, I, I just sensed that he had been giving his, his, uh, his family the blessing, whether he ever, ever, ever really realized it or not, I don't think your book was out in 78, was it, 79?
3: Uh, no, but eighty-one. Yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah right the but you know what? That that's so true. Um, I, I've got a buddy that's a UCLA neuroscientist, and guess what they you know talk about now? Now this is you know he's a super strong Christian, but he's you know he's just working in basically a lot with brain injury and stuff, and so it's mm-hmm. it's. Uh, but in in secular terms, what they say is love moves at the speed of joy. Wow. Now, think about like that. that. Think about that. When you walked in that home, they didn't have to even say anything. They just right. looked at them. You <laughs> know, remember, in the presence of the Lord, it literally in Hebrew, and in your face is literally yeah. in Hebrew. It says, so in your face, Psalm 16, is the fullness of joy. Well, when kids show up there um, with with you guys, somebody's looking at them different. Uh, right. I mean, Doug Barham would look at me, and I, I mean, I never realized the night that he, that I gave my life he finally tricked a whole bunch of us. This is, uh, you know, at the end of my senior year uh, to go to a Billy Graham movie and they did an invitation, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end, this guy gets up and he goes, do you want to change the pictures of your life story? And trace, when I looked down the row, so there were six of us. Now, five out of the six of us would walk down the aisle that night and give our lives to the Lord, but every one of us, and I know for me, I looked down, when, it, when he said that, I looked down and looked at at Doug, and Doug is looking at me, and I'm telling you, it was like the eyes of Jesus. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. never realize Jesus was, well, at the time, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, it's a six-foot-four Jesus. He, he <laughs> uh, So that's a powerful thing, I think, just, mm-hmm. you know, bright eyes makes the heart glad, but from from you don't have to say tons of words or it doesn't have to be a formula but i think every kid in every home deserves to have at least one person that's crazy about them uh that Mm, can bless them and deserves to know that jesus is crazy about them as well
1: Mm -hmm. well guys i hate to do this but we need to take a break Licensed to Parent is the outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long residential program for teens in crisis. And we'll be back and we'll continue to talk about The Blessing In today's
0: digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job, and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteam.org. click on Resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherds Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of eBooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by
2: TroubledTeen.org. Hi folks, Trace Embry here, host of the License to Parent Broadcast and founder of Shepherds Hill Academy. We've all heard about modern-day miracles, mostly from mission fields. Frankly, I believed about half of them and experienced none of them until about 30 years ago when Christ truly became the Lord of my life. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill is a book that wasn't written as much as it was recorded. It's the true story of how God used a handshake, my family's last $200, and our 30-year odyssey of bumper-to-bumper miracles to acquire a 60-acre farm that was used by the devil and turned it into a 250-acre globally recognized healing ministry for God. I want all people to know that Jesus Christ is still in the miracle-working business for those submitted to His Word, will, and way, and who properly understand what faith truly is. The Miracles of Shepherd's Hill, an extraordinary
0: odyssey of divine interventions by Trace Embry. Learn more at LicensedToParent.org.
1: Welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Our host is Trace Embry, and I'm Michelle Hill. And our guest today is John Trent, who is the author of the book, The Blessing. And John, just before the break, we were talking about just how you watch the blessing play out in your own life. Well, can you help us just really quantify and describe what the blessing is? No,
3: absolutely. Just kind of in a nutshell, um, you know, what the blessing was was an opportunity for a parent or somebody that's really significant in our life to use their words, their touch, and their eyes. We call that, you know, attaching high value to someone so that they really begin to picture that Almighty God. Really does love him. He's placed strengths in their life and that. Uh, we're committed to them in that whole process. There's really, you know, we talk about five elements of the blessing, but it's not a formula. Who are the people that didn't get it? Well, remember Esau? Remember Esau in the Bible? He misses the blessing from his dad, and he cries out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and says, bless me, even me also, Mm -hmm. my father. And then there's Jacob that gets it. Well, what did he get? He got it you know, his dad hugged him. That he used his words to attach high value and and picture a special future for him, and to say, "Hey, I'm committed to you." So now I'm telling you, Trace, that's exactly what happens at Shepherds Hill when those kids uh, show up, young adults, and boy you're 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 doing i mean all of that you know how you look at him the future you paint for them, uh, all of that takes place yeah. right there
2: no that you're absolutely right and uh, the kids will articulate this uh, at, at graduation it's, it's not like uh, you have to prompt them toward anything they get we have a solid year with them so uh, they they do understand it uh let me ask you this let's say you've done your best to tell your child that he's loved and accepted you've modeled it um, he's loved by you. He's loved by the Lord. You, you've lived it out, model it. You've hugged on him. You've kissed him. You have brought him up in the ways of the Lord. And you've also disciplined him as God has ordained. Uh, free will notwithstanding, how is it possible then to still have a child at some point before leaving home? and just turns his back on the that you've given him to pursue a life of sinful
3: pleasure. Well, I mean, remember, I said earlier, I wish we had Carrie on with us, whose name's now on the fifth edition of the blessing book, but Carrie's our older daughter. Uh We have two Great awesome kids uh, and but uh, let me tell you, carrie uh, you know we'd we'd wake her up with you know the blessing and we would uh, pray over her and all of those kinds of things, just like you're describing you know, and um mm-hmm. for whatever reason she just you know decided well that's all great and and wonderful, but you know what i'm just not really buying this God thing or you guys, and so in college, she ended up in this relationship, and i'm telling you we lost her so picture for Mm. five years um you know remember the prodigal went away you know he wasn't now that was actually kind of beneficial because you know when we found out more later it you know we didn't it was a a little bit merciful but it was an abusive horrible uh and 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 we'll have to get her on and you can listen to her story but here's the amazing thing You know, you never give up on on these kids. And um, she talks about, and and, uh, I'll be honest, I didn't even remember it until she had told me, but I tricked her into meeting me one time. When I was in California, I knew she was in California in the L.A. area, and I said, hey, I'll meet you. Just tell me anywhere, and I'll buy you a new set of tires, because I figured, you know, she needed And so she met with me, so I got primed her into meeting with me and gave her a set of tires. Um, and as we were sitting there talking, I had written out 10 things in her life that I believed were really true about who she was you know in Christ and what we saw in her these 10 things and i put a little line on the bottom because she still has the paper and and i i said you know and so i you know i just want you to sign this and so she put it away she goes well you know okay fine and she wasn't even uh, going to keep it, but what she talked about, she would, when things got really abusive and horrible, she'd go in the bathroom and she'd read that list. Mm. And that's what the blessing does. When we realize that Hallelujah. God loves us, the night I came to know Jesus as this messed up, broken kid. Now, remember, you know, you're looking at Doc, I'm looking at, you know, the, the sergeant, I'm looking at, you know, Doug Barum. And when I, that night when I trusted Christ, he gave me a Bible, first Bible I ever had with a verse, Hebrews thirteen five, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. And he goes, go home and read it a hundred times. And I thought he was serious. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm doing like, I'd read it with <laughs> the one, read it two, three, I get to about 60 and I'm weeping. Well, for whatever reason, Carrie, you know, God broke through. That's why I'm saying you keep blessing these kids. It's like the prodigal. Your eyes are there praying for them. Maybe, Lord, might they come back? And then when she came back, it was, you know... Uh, it wasn't easy, and you had to rebuild all the trust. We're not talking about a formula, but, I uh, again, I just think in so many ways uh, we get the opportunity um, to say to a kid, God is not done with you just because you've been through a season of hurt, and uh, he's not going to leave you nor forsake you.
2: you no, know, we're, we're all a work in progress, for crying out loud, yeah, when you yeah. think about it. Uh, but I, I don't think parents can underestimate the power of today's American culture, yeah, and today's American culture is on the smartphones uh, of every kid, which, which that's a whole other topic. We we talk about that a lot here. Uh, I mentioned that our nation uh, has changed drastically in the past thirty years. Uh, to put it in perspective, how our culture has so declined in uh, in recent decades. W- when your book The Blessing was was first published, Super Bowl halftime shows consisted of marching bands, Disney themes, and you know, and other family entertainments. Today during halftime, or this past one actually, entire families are entertained by acts like Snoop Dogg, Eminem, and Nicki Minaj. Uh, where, for those who could actually understand the lyrics, reported 13 F words, uh, 4 MF words, 16 N words, 26 B words. By the way, Snoop Dogg recently collaborated on a song that urged blacks, uh, using the N word, to actually shoot policemen. Has the mainstreaming of what used to be understood as porn, idolatry, violence, the occult, and just plain evil, has that given our kids such an appetite for it all? because uh, it is the path of least resistance and appeals to our sin nature, that many of these kids have actually become numb to any kind of blessing, as you and I understand it? In other words, could kids be using vile entertainment to anesthetize themselves from the void they feel from not receiving the blessing?
3: Oh, no, absolutely. You know, my wife is a... Um second grade teacher. You know, remember I mentioned I grew up and you and I both, you know, grew up in, in uh, broken uh, homes. Um, I was the mm-hmm. old. this is how old I am. This is terrible. But bottom line is my grade school, big Christ, uh, secular grade school. We were the only kids in our grade school from a single parent mm-hmm. home by divorce. There was one other girl whose dad had died in a wreck. So Cindy, my wife, this year, she had uh, she has twenty two kids. Eighteen out of the twenty two are either from single parent or or blended families, and yep. brokenness is epidemic. And it can be you know kind of that numbing agent, but you know Deuteronomy twenty three five is a great uh, passage. You know it says you know that the Lord was not willing that Balaam who is this guy hired to curse God's people. You know the Lord is not willing that the curse. Subtraction rest upon you, but the Lord your God turned the curse mm. into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. So I think we were just as That's messed good. up, Trace, in a lot of ways. Uh, sin was waiting at the door just like he was, as you know, like you mentioned with the first two, <laughs> you know, people the Lord created. Yeah. But today it's on steroids, you know, it, it yeah. is. But, but, but. I believe, you know, we can still impact people's lives, and you see it all the time with the kids you, you impact, and we get to, uh, you know, talk to families and encourage them. So it's not a formula, it's not perfect, but God's love is the only thing, I think, that's really strong enough to reverse the curse.
1: Amen. Well, guys, we are about out of time, but John, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes,
3: sir. Hey, it's been an honor, and look forward to maybe coming back and bringing Carrie with me. Yes, absolutely. Let's do it sooner than later. All right. Thanks.
1: Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been John Trent. He wrote the book, The Blessing, and that is what we've been talking about today on Licensed to Parent. To find out more about John and the work he's doing at Strong Families, go to strongfamilies.com. Thanks for listening to Licensed to Parent. To listen to our other episodes, go to LicensedToParent.org. I want to take a moment to remind you that this program is an extension of Shepherd's Hill Academy, our year-long Christ-centered, wilderness-based residential program for troubled teens. You can learn more about this incredible ministry to teens and their families at our website. Again, that's LicensedToParent.org. You know, God continues to grow our student body at Shepherd's Hill, and that's exciting. So with the growth, that means that we need to expand our campus. Won't you consider partnering with us in this process? You can give a gift of any amount by giving online. Just click the donate button on the top of the page when you visit licensedtoparent.org. Your gift is tax deductible. And when you give a gift to Shepherd's Hill, you are bringing hope and healing to families in crisis thanks to our team for making today possible our producer is rich rosal carl Peetz is our technical producer for trace Embry, i'm michelle hill inviting you to join us again next time to renew your license to parent
2: and remember folks if you don't train your children somebody else will god bless see you next time